This episode of the NFL Weekly Drive is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on the likelihood to occur. The more points the selection is worth, the riskier it is. Bet on your favorite players or players you would think will have an exceptional game from across the National Football League. Keep checking those prize pools where they have crazy amount of competitions going on. You can win a lot of points off of those and win tons of money every single week. So go ahead, download the app or visit thrivefantasy.com or go to the bottom of the, our page for the link. Use promo code BENCHBROS and receive a $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code BENCHBROS to receive a $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Man. Out my way and watch out as I come Busting in your line, cracking helmets in I bring the pain, so what you gon' do? Stand there and just get shook out your So clean out your locker, I'm out to get ya Cause I just popped ya, you can't take the pressure You might as well quit cause you just can't last Madden 2000, put your face in the grass And your pride in the dirt, so put on a skirt If you come on the field and don't wanna get hurt Just bruised and beaten, all black and blue Hey folks, welcome into the NFL Weekly Drive where we recap all the top NFL action from week five. It is great to have you guys with us. It was a fantastic, crazy weekend of football and in sports in general because there was an awesome boxing match that took place in Vegas too. But NFL was spectacularly wild yesterday, especially with one of the games that we'll discuss later. I'm Wesley Splain. Brandon Farrell's here. Brandon, what's up, dude? Yo, 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 what up? What up, man? Are you on the Giants injury report yet? Yep. Way too many. That's the injury report. Way too many. <laughs> wow. Way too many. You see, you watching the game? We're watching uh, Colts-Ravens. Big, big TD. Jonathan Taylor outran the whole defense. After, like, dropping a screen pass that literally hit him in the face mask, he responds with that. Made up for it. Can't be mad at him. No. The Colts are just, like, when you look at their record, you're like, damn, they're 1-3 already? But, like, they played some really tough teams to start the year. They're a weird bunch. Yeah, I mean, well, nobody's high on the nobody's high on the Colts even right now. Everyone's got the Ravens winning this game, but I don't know. They they just need to get the running game going. Yeah, like the running game is crucial to make Carson Wentz go. And the spread was seven and a half for the Ravens tonight because they're wearing their black jerseys. So, um, I mean, it's just that AFC South now is like. Pretty wide open. You just got to deal with Tennessee, who I don't think is a complete team at all. Like, they certainly could still win the division right now. I, I know it's early and we're talking division, but the Colts, so man, the I mean, like, a difference? I think the jerseys do. I mean, the Ravens play a lot better when they're wearing black at home, don't they? I don't know. There's got to be a stat on that somewhere. But I'm regardless, sure uh, we won't touch on that game that much. We'll just like kind of update as it goes because we don't you know, want to happening it. live. Yeah, exactly. We're me and Brandon are like the perfect jinxers for like everything, especially when it comes to basketball. <laughs> I hope the Sixers have a terrible year. <laughs> I hope they. I hope they're in the lottery for like a high draft pick. 
I hope they have a terrible so, year. They don't win any games, and they get a <laughs> terrible draft pick. Now the exact yeah, opposite will happen. Well, now that you said the exact opposite will happen, that actually might come into fruition now, everything <laughs> that you just said. Probably will. So, ben Simmons is supposed to be coming back sometime this week, apparently. So, but, Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, let's not get off topic. No, it's it's football season now. And I want to start with talking about possibly the best team in the NFL, and that is the Los the, Angeles Chargers. Uh, no, it's the Buffalo Bills just slacking the Chiefs, even with the rain delay. I, I know the Chargers are up there too, but, I mean, any takers on, like, circling the wagons for the Buffalo Bills being the best team in the NFL? They're the favorites to win the Super Bowl, by the way. I'm pretty sure I've been pretty early in my Super Bowl predictions each year. I think the Bills I had two years ago and the Cardinals I had last year. I think I was just a little bit premature on each of them. They, Josh Allen is awesome in rain, snow, sleet, hail, sunshine in Kansas City. doesn't matter. If you look at the stat line, you would think Pat, Patrick Mahomes' stats were Josh Allen's stats and vice versa. But the Bills just made jo- uh, Patrick Mahomes look like you know, a second-year player. And the Bills were just driving up and down the field. I don't think anyone's... The, the team that's close to stop them is the Chargers. Like, that's number two in my book, which is scary as a Broncos fan, just seeing the Chargers just waiting and cooking everyone. Like, having a thousand-yard game yesterday, incredible. But what do you think about Buffalo and the Chiefs? Like, Buffalo absolutely getting sweet revenge on the Kansas City Chiefs from the AFC Championship last year. Well, the, the Chiefs just had an absolute – and Mahomes just had an absolute stink of a game. Um, it's rare that you see that from them. Um, but it makes sense that the Bills were the, were the one to, to shake them like that. But then again, I mean, the Chiefs have started off pretty slow. They haven't had – I mean, they're definitely not a top-10 team this year. They're struggling, and it shows. Uh, the Bills have just been blowing teams out, it Doesn't and it doesn't matter what team it is. Um, it's like right now, nobody could stand in the Bills' way. No one really can. Like, they play good defense, and Josh Allen is using his legs as much as he can to utilize the run game a little bit. I mean, they've been doing Zach Moss and Devin Singletary stuff, but Devin Singletary wasn't really on display last night. But they, they just have an arsenal of weapons that Josh Allen can throw the ball to, and Josh Allen is an elite thrower of the football, and I know uh, last year Bobby was just saying, like, Josh Allen is, like, this is, like, fake stuff from Josh Allen. Well, like, we're in the five games so far. I think it's a one-year wonder for Josh Allen. Dude, he has improved in every single asset of the game every single year that he's played, and he he's becoming a monster in this league right now. And I think teams are worried about facing the Buffalo Bills, which is kind of, if you asked that question 10 years ago, people would be like, Oh, the Buffalo Bills, that's that's like a 50-50 game. That should be an easy win. Yeah, I know Bobby was never high on the Bills, but I think it's definitely because he's a Dolphins fan. Right. Um, but Josh Allen is definitely no one-hit wonder. <clears throat> the great thing about him is that he's a very humble guy, and he doesn't – he's not cocky. Uh, he plays the game, and he has fun, and that's what makes him so great. I mean, he could do it with his legs. He could kill people with his arms or with his arm. Um, he absolutely sliced the defense of the Kansas City Chiefs last night. I mean, there were guys running wide open all over the field. Yeah. You cut out, Wes. 
I said, yeah, in the rain too, where it's going to be slick conditions, balls going to slip out of people's hands, and you have to throw like receivers open early than like usual because you can't zip the ball because it's mm -hmm. too slick. But um, you know, I mean, like big red flags for the Kansas City Chiefs—they're still in last place in the AFC West, and we're five weeks in. They're two and three, sitting at the bottom of the AFC West. Their defense sucks, dude. I mean, everyone's been driving up and down the field on them, even the Philadelphia Eagles last week. Yeah, their defense has got awful. It's got to be definitely one of the worst in the league, probably top two or three worst in the league. I was seeing a photo on Twitter that was kind of trending last night of like Tyron Matthew putting his hands in the air when uh, Sorensen was out in coverage and just letting Dalton Knox. Is it Dalton Knox or Dustin Knox, the Bills Dalton. tight end? Dawson, Dawson, Dawson Knox. Yeah. So like there was a picture of Sorensen and trying to cover uh, Knox and like Knox was wide open. Tyron Matthew just had his hands in the air. And then there was like three other photos from three different games this year of the same exact situation where Sorensen was getting burnt and Tyron Matthew just had his hands up in the air. It's just <laughs> not a recipe for the Chiefs right now, just to rely all on your offense and relying on Patrick Mahomes, who looked abysmal last night. Yeah, they got to figure that defense out. Um, you'll, I mean, you'll have sheds of light. Um, just had a brain for it. Steve Spagnola is the uh, defensive coordinator, by the way. Well, you'll have sheds of light from Tyrone Matthew in that backfield, but it's something's just not clicking. It, they also lost Clyde's Edward Hilaire last night, too. And it's not only that, it's like they've turned over the ball so much this year compared to like years prior to where they're starting to become a turnover machine a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's beyond Patrick Mahomes throwing it to uh, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Uh, it's a defensive issue, and they just don't have any other weapons besides those three guys on offense. Yeah. Let me, uh, there was a stat. Oh, the Chiefs have 11 turnovers this season, which is tied with the Jaguars for most in the NFL. And so through five games last season, they only had three. So that's a little bit of an alarming rate if you're a Kansas City fan. And I am cheering that it still stays the same. Like, I hope they have like 50 turnovers by the end of the year. But, um, um you know, I don't just because Mahomes is my fantasy quarterback and I can't have him throwing interceptions all every game. Well, for your sake, I hope he doesn't throw too many, but like a good amount to where we can meet in the middle. Look, dude, I could care less about the Chiefs. I just need Mahomes to produce for me. You're, you're, um, you're a cow, like you're, you're a Giants fan. So, like, the Cowboys to you is what the Chiefs are to me. Oh, like, I, I can't stand them. I understand. I, I totally, I totally understand. I get it, but I need Mahomes to at least give me twenty plus points a game. Right, That's and it. this ain't even this ain't even the start either of like Mahomes' new contract to where you can't just rebuild the defense overnight because you're gonna have to worry about that monster deal that you're gonna have to uh, manage into your salary cap with like paying Mahomes fifty million, paying Kelsey, paying Tyree Kill. Like you're gonna have to like start slimming pieces up, and they don't really have much depth or room to add anything. Like Josh Gordon was active last night. I didn't hear Josh Gordon's name one bit. I heard him. I heard them call his name. I think I went to the bathroom and I heard his his name called. But uh, I mean, I I think they had some plays plays designed for him. But 
I mean, are you that desperate that you, you need to call Josh Gordon, a man that's been through eight teams already in the NFL? You need to call him up and, and get him involved? I mean, is that your only other option? I mean, that's it, it, to me, that's desperation. Because, I mean, obviously, Josh Gordon hasn't worked for the Patriots. He hasn't worked for the Browns. He hasn't worked for any other team that's picked him up. So I don't know what the Chiefs think is going to work for them and Josh Gordon. I, I just don't know either. I mean, like, you got to address the defense more than, like, just, like, adding other personnel around the offense. Well, but by Andy the way, Reed, Andy Reid is a very – he's an offensive coach, a very offensive-minded right, coach in sure. an offensive-heavy team. And, I mean, even when they had that great offense with Patrick Mahomes throwing for 50 touchdowns, their defense was so-so. Their defense has yeah. always been a weak point. And it comes to the point where, like, that defense now is, like, resurrecting as, like, a very bad defense. It reminds me of the Saints years when Drew Brees was just slicing up defenses. And then the Saints defense was actually really awful. And you look back at, like, one of the year, like, Drew Brees' like, historical years, they were, like, 7-9 to nine that year because the defense was that bad. Mm -hmm. So we'll see going forward if the Chiefs can rebound. I'm not so sure. I, I hope they don't rebound, but... Yeah, no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills do, and they're like steady at the top. But you mentioned the Chargers; they're right up there too with like that freaking game that happened last night. It was like eighty-nine points combined, over a thousand yards, and the Browns ended up losing that one. There was like five touchdowns or six touchdowns in the fourth quarter. What do you think about your second favorite team in the Chargers? Just like, I mean, Herbert right now is looking like he's up top with the MVP candidate race with uh, with Josh Allen, Kyler Murray. You can throw Dak Prescott and Tom Brady in there as well. But man, the Chargers are really kind of surprising some people and making some people in Vegas look very sharp. I will, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Justin Herbert's the GOAT. <sighs> He's the goat, man. <laughs> uh, a little premature there, maybe? Nah. No. Everything. Listen, my predictions for Super Bowls have been premature, but I think I think this one's right. I think Justin Herbert's the goat. He's exactly what the Chargers needed. Well, they an issue last year was that he didn't get enough time to throw the football, their offensive line. And so they addressed that over the offseason. And, um, like, he's getting time to throw the football and throw it to his receivers. Mike Williams has been tearing it up this year, which is crazy because he's been, like, injury-prone the last few years where you, you see the talent there and it's like, oh, well, will he stay healthy? But he's been healthy throughout this time, and he's he's slicing it up along with Keenan Allen. Uh, Jerry Cook has been doing really well. And then Austin Eckler, too. My goodness, what a what a performance from him so far to where – that that Chargers offense looks like it's just a machine on its own, and good luck trying to stop it because they'll blow you over the top and like make big plays. And Cleveland made some big plays too uh, yesterday as well. Like, don't sleep on the Brownies, but the defensive game book pretty much went out the window when it came to uh, trying to stop both offenses. But the Browns scored 42 points and had a 532 yards with zero turnovers, and they are the first team in the in NFL history to lose when like not turning the ball over plus having 40 points plus having 500 yards and Odell Beckham's still not even playing yet. Brown's Brown's fans want him gone. They want him traded like right now. What's his deal? I don't like what's going on. Why is he not playing yet? 
I have no idea because he had a brutal knee injury last year. Remember when you like tried to make a diving tackle and his knee kind of like shifted a bunch of places. Mm-hmm. I just don't know with OBJ. Like, if you're a team, for instance, I'm trying to think of a team that doesn't have any weapons whatsoever. Uh, but if Patriots. you're a team like the Patriots, like, do you call up Cleveland and be like, hey, we'll give you like a second round pick or something like that for Odell? Like, would you do that? You know? Oh, uh, I mean, I guess, I guess you, I, I mean, if, if you're desperate, you could. I mean, the Patriots took a chance on Josh, Josh Gordon. I mean, why not take a chance on Odell? I mean, Odell has barely played any football since he got traded from the Giants. Yeah, that that's his problem. It's not that the talent's not there, and it's like he only had two catches yesterday or something like that, but it's just can he stay on the field and be consistent enough? And, like, the Patriots have no playmakers. By the way, they almost lost to Houston yesterday, which was kind of shocking. I can't believe but, they um, won. I can't believe they came back and won. Oh, dude, there was a lot of stuff I couldn't believe yesterday. Like, can we talk about that Packers-Bengals game to where there was five missed field goals uh, since like there was two minutes and 20 seconds left on the clock in the fourth quarter. There was well, five missed field goals. Well, besides the fact that the Bengals kicker thought, <laughs> thought he made it and started celebrating. Incredible moment. Um, I thought Mason Crosby might be out of a job today based on his performance yesterday. I, th- how I thought had- both kickers would. I-, I mean, he missed, what, four or five field goals in that game? Four field goals he missed. I mean, three, three in and a row. And an extra point. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was bad. Like, I mean, around the league in general, it was bad for kickers, but that game was just. I mean, Mason Crosby had an awful, awful game. No, no team wanted to win that game. Like, apparently, they just wanted it to end in a tie. Um, there, yeah. So five missed field goals, and then six if you include the extra point that was missed. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It's funny because during the broadcast, uh, I forget who was broadcasting that game. It was um, uh, Kenny Albert and I think Jonathan Vilma was on the call. Okay, so Jonathan Vilma said something to Kenny Albert, and I think Kenny Albert got excited. I think he he really likes the the missed field goals and missed extra points. So I think that I might mean, have sparked it. It's it's absurd that like. First of all, you don't celebrate until that thing. You look at the officials and they say it's good. Like mm. you, you wait until the official signal because, <laughs> like, yeah, it's a little embarrassing to, to prematurely celebrate a, a field goal or an or yeah field goal. <laughs> well, even in the Patriots Texans games, there was three missed extra points from both teams, to where it was really shaky for kickers all around the league, like right. you said, but. That that game just felt like, and it was kind of shocking seeing uh, that the old Packers were only favored by three going into Cincinnati. I'm kind of getting some uh, respect for Cincinnati now with the way they fought resiliently. Like they're a much improved team. It's just Joe Burrow is just like trying to like sling it and survive. Like he's putting his body on the line to where it's yeah. kind of Carson Wentz esque, and I'm kind of concerned that he's going to have a major injury again and just fold on the season. Uh, well, he got rattled yesterday. I think he had to come off the field for a bit. Oh, he was KO'd. Like, yeah. there was one hit where he, like, scrambled for the first down, and he kind of got uh, swiped, um, and then his head hit the ground. Yeah, Savage Savage took his legs out, and uh, 
Yeah, he hit his head pretty hard. Bro, he was he was KO'd like Wilder uh, the previous night. Uh, well, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I get it. You want to make a play for your team, but uh, you got to be smart. You're a quarterback. You're not the biggest. You're not the most athletic guy out of, out there on that field. I mean, you're playing against guys that that are flying at you. They don't care that you're playing quarterback. They don't care what position you're at. They're trying to get you down. They're trying to get the ball out of your hands. I mean, you got to be smart. You got to slide. You don't want to be another RG three and 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 risk an injury that's going to end your career. Mm -hmm. Speaking of concussed quarterbacks, I mean, Daniel Jones looked like he was like seeing Tweety Bird just flying around his head like all game yesterday. You know what, man? So many people are like, uh, I feel bad for the guy. I really do. He um, was playing good. He, he marched. He he took them down the field. And then he got hurt, and then it just went downhill from there. I give Daniel Jones credit. I mean, he's playing with a team that's not so great. They're trying to get it together. Um, I don't think he's going to be the quarterback of the future. I don't know because it seems like but, the Giants front office will convince themselves otherwise that he is. I mean, look at how many people went out yesterday. Saquon, what now? You didn't have Shepard or um, Slayton. Then Kenny well, Holiday goes out. We finally see what Kadarius Tony is. Then he punches yeah. somebody in the face. Well, <laughs> Kadarius Tony kind of reminds me of Young Thug. Oh, a little bit, yeah. I, he I does, he definitely he definitely now. resembles him. He was wearing he was wearing his uh, he was wearing his diamond grills yesterday. Yeah. Um, the number doesn't match though. 89, it just doesn't match. Like Kadarius Tony should be like a single digit guy. Yeah, that's what I would think. Wasn't he number one in college or something? Yeah, he was one at Florida. Yeah, I'm surprised. Well, who's wearing number one? I don't think anyone's wearing number one for the Giants. Is the kicker wearing one? I don't think anybody is, unless it's a, a receiver that's not starting. Maybe but, it's Joe Judge being like, no one wears number one until they absolutely earn it at yeah. week 16. Then you can wear number one. I, I could see that. <laughs> I could see that. Um, I'll tell you what, though. The Giants have, I mean, they have a solid offense. I mean, they're, they're, always, they're always loaded at receiver. I mean, they always have talent on the receiving end, even if it's guys you've never heard of. They're, they end up being pretty talented guys. I mean, they have no depth at quarterback. Mike Glennon, obviously, he's not going to do anything for you. Um, and then Devin Booker, he did what he could. He played his heart out. Um, but the major thing was Daniel Jones going down. I think if we had Daniel Jones for the remainder of the game, he would have been all right. But the funny thing to me is that the Cowboys fans are, are still celebrating like crazy and 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 – Chanting Super Bowl after beating a completely depleted Giants team. Not going to lie. They do look really good, though. I can't even give them that. I think their defense looks good. Their offense is decent at best. I think I, I think you got to give the NFL MVP award right now to, like, Trayvon Diggs, who's having an interception, like, every single game, sometimes two interceptions a game. Well, yeah. I mean, I would definitely give him the defensive MB MVP award, but uh, – <laughs> Credit to the Giants and Kadarius Tony for making him look like he was on ice skates all game yesterday. I mean, obviously Mike Glennon gave him an interception, but still, I mean, it, he couldn't handle Kadarius Tony. 
I didn't think he was guarding Kadarius Tony that much. I think he was more on ink. Eh, whatever. I didn't watch that game that much, but I mean, I just saw like the passes from Dak and the offense and Saquon's ankle. Oh, that didn't look good, but it's it's gonna be a low ankle sprain. And then I keep seeing that Giants fans keep calling Saquon a bust. He's not a bust, dude. The Giants have busted him, man. Yeah, that's I, I, that's what it is. I wouldn't say Saquon's a bust. It's it's too early. The guy's been. I mean, what are you gonna do? These are injuries you can't control. I mean, you can't right. call the guy a bust when he's been riddled by injuries. He's that was a, a basketball injury when he literally stepped on like a guy's ankle and absolutely gave out on him. Like that that happens on like YMCA basketball courts across the country. It's so hard to even like. I mean, we could call Todd Gurley a bust. I mean, Todd Gurley was he had a great year, got hurt. Now he's a free agent. Le'Veon Bell had he had a few good years in um, Pittsburgh. Now he's a free agent. I mean, if you're an elite running back, there's no reason you should only have a couple good years and then be a free agent. Saquon's still young. He's been riddled by injuries. If he could play a full season healthy, I mean, I could. He's definitely he's gonna have over a thousand yards and ten touchdowns. Right. Uh, speaking of like guys who just like age like fine wine, Tom Brady at age forty four is doing something incredible, like just slicing up the Dolphins' defense. I mean that game was pretty close entering the uh, the fourth quarter, to where Vegas still thought, oh, the Bucks are gonna kill this team, and the live odds were like minus fourteen Tampa Bay, and then Tom Brady showed up and just absolutely killed them. Um, I got to pull up his final stat line because it was it was just crazy what he was doing. Um, but like today marks like uh, Tom Brady's ninth career game with five passing touchdowns, which is tied for second most in NFL history with Drew Brees and Peyton Manning. Of those nine career games, four have come after turning forty. I mean, this guy just doesn't stop, mm-hmm. and, and it, it wasn't just like throwing it to Godwin. I mean, a couple of them were to Mike Evans, but like Antonio Brown was one. Uh, he didn't have Rob uh, Gronkowski, like OJ Howard, Cam- Cameron Brait. Th- this guy is slinging it around, and Tampa dude is like it's they're the same, but it is really weird to see that defense. Now they're going to be on a short week playing the Philadelphia Eagles, who pulled a rabbit out of their hat, winning that freaking football game against Carolina, where it looked like they were dead in the first half. And in the second half, Sam Darnold literally gave them the W. Upsetting. But um, what were some other scores that kind of shot? I mean, the Lions literally almost won against Minnesota to where Dan Campbell cried and was like, this is my team. Kind of like a T.O. moment. Just like, I love this team. Well, you're, I mean... Look, if you're head coach and you're head coach of the Lions and, and you're you're crying, I mean, if you're a player, you got to respect that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, that that guy should be, like, thinking of, like, what did I get myself into? Instead, he's crying about not winning a football game for the city of Detroit. Like, that, yeah. that takes a lot for a human being to care that much for that franchise. I mean, Detroit's 0-5 now. Um, Jacksonville's 0-5. Uh these are two uh, – they've been struggling franchises for a few years now. Um, when does Urban Meyer get fired? He should have been That fired. was pretty bad yesterday. He should have been fired after week two. I'm surprised that guy – I mean, after he came out and said every day, every game is like playing Alabama. Like, dude, you're not in college anymore. This is the NFL. What do you expect? You have Alabama dudes on your team, 
on yeah, your I squad. Mean, I don't. What do you like? What do you expect? You take this job for for what? For fun? What do you think? Coaching in the NFL? Any NFL is going to be a fun Sunday hobby or something? Like, I mean, come on. He just he. It's coming out now that he's just not a professional guy. Urban Meyer is far from professional. I mean, from everything going on, from the secrets and stuff he was keeping at Ohio State, and now he's getting danced on by a young girl at a, at a nightclub or a, a bar, whatever. And now he's saying that coaching in the NFL is like coaching against Alabama every week. Like, are you really even a are you are you really even a coach? Like, what are you doing? Well, they like, play. It's just embarrassing. They play in London this upcoming week against the Miami Dolphins. One of those teams has to win. I think the Dolphins are going to win. I don't, I don't even if think the Dolphins be close. win. Do you just do you just leave him in London to not fly back with the team and be like, oh, there's a brothel house over there across the I corner, would, just stay yeah, there? I would I would tell him that the flight's delayed and just go. <laughs> I mean, you're probably honestly better off with a with an interim head coach than Urban Meyer right now. I the mean, roster is bad. I get it, but I mean, it starts with your coaching and your play calling and your front office. But and I mean, Urban Meyer just looks like he doesn't even want to be there. No, he he didn't I want mean, to be with the team flying back from Cincinnati. You got a guy in Detroit crying after a loss, and you got Urban Meyer just not giving a shit, going out to restaurants, having a good time when he's not in the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars organization. Dude, they were on the goal line, and it was like fourth and one with Trevor Lawrence there who can sling the rock around and do some like QB sneak or RPO or whatever. Instead, what do they do? They go in like an I formation, but without no fullback, so like a single back formation, and they give it to Carlos Hyde to try to run it in, and he got stuffed for like a minus three. And like after the game, like someone asked Urban like, why didn't you run a QB sneak? He was like, I'm not confident in Trevor Lawrence to run a QB sneak in that situation. It's like, what? Like, let the guy learn. Like, he he's 6'6 and can, like, bulldoze, like, any DB or, like, go toe-to-toe with the defensive lineman or whatever. I'm sure he can sneak it in on the one-yard line. Yeah, I think he'd be all right. That would be the smartest play call. And... By golly, Minnesota almost blowing that game against the Lions. That that was that kind of game to where Red Zone kind of forgot about it until like the Minnesota Vikings almost bluffed the game away. And then credit to Dan Campbell for like literally scoring the um touchdown and then saying, let's go for two and go for the win instead of trying to tie the game. Like, mm. and then they actually get the two-point conversion. That was awesome. It's just I they're mean, like prevent defense sucks. I mean, you're 0-5. What do you have to lose? Right, that's like a Rex Ryan move. I credit coaches that do that. Like, let's go win the freaking football game instead of like trying to tie stuff. Like, come yeah, on, absolutely, all or nothing. Um, other games, uh, Pittsburgh beat my beloved Broncos, um, by eight points. Broncos played like trash yesterday. Um, so like people are going to talk about, oh, the Steelers might be back. No, it, it was the Broncos. Literally, they they had two dropped interceptions that led to touchdowns the very next play, which. Fucking sucks. But um speaking of London, we had the Falcons beating the Jets 27 to 20. I think like half of America watched that game as they were like waking up, turning on their TVs and seeing football for the first time. Um, about it. Yeah. Saints beat uh Washington. Man, I was super wrong about Washington. Their defense is like, what the hell happened? It's not good. I, it's not good at all. And like Taylor Heineke is just 
Like he's trying to do his best, but he looks like Ryan Fitzpatrick 2.0. Like he looks like he's going to fill that, sh- uh, the shoes that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to leave once he retires. He's going to fill those right in. But, uh, the ultimate Jameis game, literally fumbling, throwing interceptions, and then the very next drive, throwing deep touchdowns, and then they got a Hail Mary at halftime that went their way, too. So, God, Saints being a, a, a roller coaster type of team. Uh, the Eagles beating the Panthers, which we discussed, and Sam Darnold literally giving that game away. That was one where I saw the final score, and I was like, wait, the Eagles won? Because they, yeah. they like had a botched snap that went into the end zone for a safety, and Jalen Hurts couldn't have completed a pass down the field. And then all of a sudden, the fourth quarter, they were like slinging the rock around. Yeah, that's what I said. I saw the score pop up in the bottom of my screen. I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me. <laughs> well, a, a score that I was kind of amazed at was the Chicago Bears beating the Las Vegas Raiders 20-9. to And Justin Fields, when you look at his stat line, you would think they would have lost. But, I mean, the Raiders just – the September Kings and September Darlings, and now they're, they lost two in a row. And, like, next week, the Raiders and the Broncos play – and those teams started out 3-0, so that's a big like middle-of-the-road type of game, which team continues to go on downfall, which team ban- bounces back. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is there any other games I kind of play? So, I mean, Patriots-Texas, we kind of talked a little bit of Mac coming back on the Texans. Davis Mills was looking pretty good against the New England Patriots to where I know Bill Belichick does really good against rookie quarterbacks, but I was like, oh my goodness, Davis Mills is like incredible. Uh, he threw like two touchdown passes. The only guy that's done that against Bill Belichick as a rookie, Russell Wilson. Where did Davis Mills come from? Stamp. Long neck. Looks exactly like Mike Glennon. Uh, you cut out. He came from Stanford. He's got a really long neck, so he's kind of like Mike Glennon 2.0. Oh, nice. <laughs> I mean, a very long neck. Do the, do the Texans and Giants play each other this year? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we I was about to say, we could have the long neck bowl. No, they definitely no, they don't play each other. Ah, damn. But uh, Russell Wilson, speaking of which, going to be out for some time. And we had Gino coming on last Thursday against the Rams. Almost pulling that victory out, but. Where do you see the Seahawks now with Russell Wilson being sidelined for probably like six to eight weeks with like, uh, I mean, like people were breaking their fingers all over that game. Matthew Stafford had like a little bit of finger incident and then Russell Wilson's finger was literally bent backwards. I'll tell you what, Geno Smith looked like a, a pretty damn good quarterback on those seven plays that he had. Yeah, he looked good. But um, He looked like the West Virginia guy that Rex Ryan was like, oh, let's take this guy to be the Jets franchise QB. <laughs> As far as far as longevity though for that team for Russell Wilson being out, um, uh, well, boy, I sure hope they they could get that offense together with him at the helm because that defense sucks. That's it really <laughs> does. They they have the worst defense in the league. Uh, Jamal Adams is a terrible signing. Um, guy couldn't cover. Guy can't cover for to save his life. Um, I think he should be moved to linebacker. Definitely not a safety. Um, the, the rest of that defense is atrocious. I mean, Bobby Wagner's the only bright spot on that defense. And, I mean, Bobby Wagner's an all-pro linebacker. The game plan for the Rams was just like, hey, every single five plays, let's just chuck it deep to Deshaun Jackson, and then he's just going to carry the football like it's a loaf of bread and just march down the sideline and kind of get us into uh, the red zone to where we can just give it to Sony Michelle and punch it in. 
<laughs> that was the game plan for the Rams the whole time. I think there was like a, a couple of videos that I saw going around on Twitter to where they ran the exact same play like 10 times in a row. And it was like the same round combination and everything. And they worked all 10 times. <laughs> Leave it to Sean McVay to do that. Right? Let's, let's see if I, they catch on. <laughs> let's see if Pete Carroll can stop chewing his gum and actually draw up some defensive. Uh, he Is he a defensive coach or an offensive coach? I can never figure it out. I definitely don't think he's a defensive coach, Pete Carroll. I definitely they, think he's more of an offensive guy. They are like, I don't know where Seattle goes, but I think they're the worst team. Even though San Francisco, with all the injuries that are happening, with George Kittle being out, with Jimmy G dealing with the calf, and we saw Trey Lance play yesterday against the Cardinals, I think Seattle might be the worst team out of that bunch. I mean, it's pretty neck-to-neck with uh, San Francisco and Seattle. But actually, no. 49ers lost to the Seahawks last week, so I'll give the edge to Seahawks there. But I think both of those teams were like really overhyped coming into this season. Well, it's the injury bug, man. I mean, the injury bug is what kills a lot of teams. I mean, it's tough when your your best players go down. I mean, yeah. Giants, Giants are plagued by it now too. Yeah, and my team is certainly uh, – getting plagued by it by the Broncos. I mean, we're just having wide receivers drops like flies. Kendall Hinton caught a touchdown pass yesterday. Don't even know who he is. He's the guy that uh, started a quarterback when the whole entire uh, locker room or uh, the QB room was uh, out for like COVID precautionary reasons against the Saints. He started QB that game. Was this a regular season game? Yeah, it was against the Saints last year. You don't remember that? No. Oh. It was like the Thursday before to where like the NFL was like, oh, because of COVID, COVID uh, restrictions or whatever. I guess it was uh, who tested positive. I think it was like Jeff Driscoll or someone. So like he tested positive for COVID. And then the league was like looking for like doing that um, contact tracing or whatever. And like Drew Locke, Blake Bortles and everyone like took off their like um, contact tracing wrist bands and mask or whatever in like a quarterback room and then they were just all ruled out to where Kendall Hinton had to start QB for the Broncos that week against the Saints. Hmm. Yeah. was not good. <laughs> but yeah, so um, top five teams. I'm, I kind of want to ask what your top five teams are as of right now. I mean, like we can I think we're about a quarter way through to where it's a relative question now to where we can say, oh, these guys are good. These guys are like, OK, at best. These guys can win games and then these guys are bad. So who do you think top. is at the cream of the top? Top five bills. Number one. Uh, Chargers, number two. Ooh. Um, Bucks, three. Or actually, no, I'm sorry. I'll go. Bills one, Cardinals two, uh, Chargers three, Bucks four, and then I'll go Packers five. Packers five. See, I don't know about the Packers, but they're they're up there. I will um, say if we're talking about right now, yeah, I would say they're playing good ball right now. Yeah. They they play like good enough football to where they just win games all the time, and then you look and they're in the NFC championship all the time, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say one is Bills. Two is Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is still really good. Um, their secondary is like questionable. Three is the Chargers. Four is the Cardinals. Five is the Rams. 
I'm glad you didn't put the Cowboys in there. I'm th- I was thinking about it, but like on the outside looking in, like I think the Ravens are good, even though they're losing right now. But they're they're a team that like bounces back in like the second half, and you're just like, oh, here they come. Yeah. Um, I think the Ravens are there, the Packers are there, and then that team that I'm just like they could be there and there could be like a dark horse team this year is like Cincinnati, honestly, but the way they've been playing and Jamar chase, just eating up secondaries alive, you know? Yeah. It's interesting with that team. Yeah. Cincinnati's a good, I mean, hell they almost beat the uh, Packers yesterday. They're four, four, one, three and two. Oh, the three and two. So like it's either them or Cleveland. Like Cleveland could be in that conversation too. I didn't think Cleveland played bad in that game yesterday, besides like from a defensive standpoint, which they got screwed on one of the like defensive pass interference calls. It, it was like offensive pass interference, but they said it was on defense. That kind of led to uh the Chargers getting into the red zone and scoring a game winning touchdown. But yeah, these refs you know, are awful this year. I mean, like the roughing in the passer, the taunting, the uh some of these like it's ridiculous. Pass interference calls, like they're they're all over the place with this. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Need to just go to backyard football. No more referees. Yeah, right. Just like ha- like have like some like uh, bench players out there trying to spot the football and stuff, and like yeah, just like backyard have, like, football. The guys on the sidelines they spot the ball and <laughs> go from there. Have the backup QBs be all the officials because they're the smartest guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really, they're the one calling all the plays. Yeah. So let's do a quick preview of week six. So uh, Thursday night, we have the Buccaneers versus the Eagles. Um, then we go to Sunday, Dolphins, Jags in London, 930 a.m. special on the play for the omelet. Uh, two bad teams. My goodness. England is getting screwed with some of these teams that are going over there. Um, <laughs> we got the pa- the. Pa- I was about to say we got the Packers versus the Bears, uh, Bengals versus the Lions. Texans versus the Colts, uh, Rams versus the Giants. Oh my goodness, Rams versus Giants. Ugh. Um, Chiefs versus Washington, Vikings versus the Panthers, Chargers versus the Ravens. That should be a really good one. Then we got Cardinals versus Browns, Cowboys at the Patriots, Bron- uh, Raiders at the Broncos. Um, Sunday night football game is Seahawks versus the Steelers, and then Monday is the Bills versus the Titans. Giant schedule doesn't get any easier. It gets so much rougher. I mean, like if if you're gonna be out all those guys too against the Rams, that might be a bloodbath. Yeah, it probably will be, and I just I won't be watching it. Um, I mean, the game of the week is the Chargers Ravens, right? Although you could say Cardinals Browns could be very interesting. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the Cardinals Browns. I, I I love the Cardinals, but this could be a spot where they slip up and Cleveland plays like awesome. You know, Cleveland just needs to give Baker Mayfield like the ball a little more. I I feel like he's earned it. Like I get their run first team with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, but if if Baker Mayfield can sling it to like Donovan Peoples Jones and Rashad Higgins, like let let him do so. Mm-hmm. Even Jarvis Landry was out yesterday. I mean, like, at the trade deadline, I feel like Odell Beckham Jr. is going to get discussed a lot, like we said. 
Yeah, it's just a matter of what team, like you said, what team needs him. A desperate Indy? Yeah, I mean, you could say, I mean, Indy, New England, Detroit, uh, Baltimore. I mean, there's a lot Detroit. of Detroit. Oh, man. Odell, if he goes to Detroit, <laughs> he'd retire. He probably would. He'd be like, dude, I'm staying in Miami at my, like, Summer home. Like, mm-hmm. forget you guys. I ain't doing that shit. All right. Anything else? Good week from NFL. That's it. Let's just hope this this week the kickers make all their extra points and field goals to make up from uh, for this past week. Yeah, not a good week for kickers. Although my boy Joey Sly looked pretty good for the 49ers this week. He's been on three teams so far this year. He was on the Panthers to start training camp. Then he played uh, Thursday night football with the Texans against the Panthers. And then he, he played yesterday for the 49ers. Like the life of kicker just like keeps going on for some of these guys. So uh, then, honestly, man, I, the way they, these guys get traded around, you're better off just owning an RV, I guess. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right. So that will do it for the NFL weekly drive this week. Uh, next week will probably be as crazy. I mean, like it's, it's an okay week. Some teams are starting to go on their bye weeks. So Atlanta's going on their bye. I think the jets are on their bye as well. Saints and so, uh, 49ers too. 49ers saints. Yeah. So the bye weeks are now starting to kick in. We're going to have, um, some people in fantasy freaking out because of the buys. So I hate the bye go ahead. weeks. Uh, the bye weeks are miserable. Although it makes sense for like the players, like they enjoy the bye weeks. But um, so go ahead, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Bench Bro Sports, follow us on Instagram at Original Bench Bros, and follow our website BenchBrosports.com. We keep you up to date on all sports, all football, all everything. Honestly, on those pages, and we keep you updated on all of our podcasts that drop the CFP 100, the Bench Bro Sports Show. Um, the Bench Bros Pick Show, and also the NFL Weekly Drive, this amazing podcast. Where can you find these podcasts, you ask? Well, you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and other media services like that. You can subscribe, give us five stars, and follow us. It's it's amazing time we have here on the Bench Bros uh, Sports Shows. So, Brandon, any last uh, comments or anything like that? I kind of hope the Colts win this game just to kind of shock some people. I do, too. I'm rooting for the Colts. I always root for the underdog. So, all right, that'll do it. That was Brandon. I'm Wes. We'll see you next week on the NFL Weekly Drive. That's the show. We're out of here. Roll Tide. Whoa, they lost, though. Who'd they, who'd they lose to? Texas A&M. Oh, they suck. Get them out of the top. <laughs> Get them out of the top 10. Fire Get them Nick. out. Fire Nick Saban. Fire Nick Saban. Let him beat the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. Yeah. If he can't coach in college anymore, Try the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's the next best thing. <laughs> That's a turn stop now. Yeah. Nick Saban can play his own team every week. Yeah, why not? All right, that's the show. We're out of here.